I felt and saw this presence of something like a ghost. As I was reaching for my keys, something growled at me coming out of the basement. It was bad energy. I was sort of feeling like I was letting Satan out of hell. I saw out of the corner of my eye what I thought was the girl falling off the roof. I, I couldn't think. It was so loud and I was so terrified that I just froze. I'm not calling for that. I'm calling because I'm freaking out here. I felt this presence try to push itself down on top of me very violently. It would not go away. It's freaking me out. And look at my arm and it's got a stretch on it. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Ghost of Greystone. My name is Cleet. I'm Chris. And we are those Keith brothers, and we thank you for joining us tonight. And we've got a great show tonight. On our show tonight, mm -hmm. this is going to be like three three different locations? Uh, we're at, we actually, yes, three locations okay. within this set of five interviews. Okay, so here's what's great about tonight. Physical attacks, apparitions, sounds, mm. and orbs. Mm. In these three different locations. And it's our fifth show. Love it. Love mm -hmm. it. Thank you so much for joining us. So we're going to get right into it. Uh, let's go into uh, who's our first, uh, who's up to bat first? The first one, uh, obviously, we have the three locations. Mm -hmm. First up is the ladies' powder room. Okay. And um, you can talk about what they yeah. use the powder room for. Yeah. Yeah. And Okay. So let, let's get into that first. So okay. the ladies' powder room which we used to call the ladies' lounge when we were working there, but the ladies' powder room. And it's if you come into the grand entry and go down the steps, just to the right is a door there, and that that is the ladies' powder room. And um, I, I'm, I'm not sure what ladies' powder, to oh, be honest. That's actually in the book. Oh, is it? Yeah. Well, I, I know that there's a, there's a history to right. that, but what are they powdering? Keep going. Okay. I don't know. I, that's why I'm single. But the point is this. Um, once, let's say back then and that day, it was the place to be. So uh, when you went there, it was like high end. You had a location in which the ladies could go do whatever they do. And they also, it was a long drive probably then, back in the 20s. So if you're coming from quite some way, Pasadena, what have you, it would take some time to get there. Mm -hmm. And then you'd want to have some place to freshen up. And I don't know. What well, they used to have the makeup used to be like a powder. Oh, okay. So I, I believe, you know, how they'd mm -hmm. have it. I don't know. We don't know from that. Yeah. But we do know from Paranormal. And who was up first? What happened to them first? Ranger Che. He had a physical encounter. Okay. Is that right? Yes. I love this. You're going to love this because Che came to me and told me about this. I'm not going to tip it, which I usually do. He told me about what had taken place. And my conversation with him is probably, I don't know, uh, several weeks after this happened. Because I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. you got you to show me. And he did. And he's going to tell you what took place right All now. All right. Here's Che. Yep. I was moving tables and chairs, putting back into the ladies' lounge where everything goes, normal routine. Um, so that night when I got home, I noticed something on my right wrist. It looked like bruises, 
but it looked like burn. It looked like something. I could not figure out what I was. I even showed it to my wife, and she says, you have a skin cancer. I, I got really worried. I looked up online, thinking that maybe it is a skin cancer, thinking it is age spots. I could not figure out for the longest time. It, I, I touch it, it doesn't hurt. Um, it just looks like a, two bruises, like somebody held my wrist, held them really hard, and left the markings. Um, it was a size of a, what is it, two inches square, a circle, and then also like a three inch. On your forearm? Yes, by the wrist. Mm -hmm. um, so that I even showed it to the co-workers, thinking, hey, God, I can't figure this out, why I have this? And they're making joke with me, saying, oh, the ghost grabbed you from the, the mansion. Uh, no, don't, don't be silly. So uh, for a couple of days, I backtracked, thinking I must hit something, I touched something, I did something to answer my question, what this is. And so I had I had on my wrist, on my uh, on my arm, for about a week. And uh, again, that period of time, I'm still thinking, how did I get this? What is this? It's not going away. I push ointment. I put rubbing alcohol, I put whatever medication I needed to to see if, if it go away. Still didn't go away, so I was determined to go to a dermatologist to see, ask, is this a skin cancer? And, but, but all of a sudden, a week later, it just disappeared. As if nothing. But there was no pain, no burning, no nothing sensation, just the marks. It looked like somebody grabbed me marking and that's what it looked like now Chan said he had the same thing correct I saw that photo oh yes did it look like that yes it does he did but he he's on his forearm but I was on mine was on a wrist top and bottom hmm. but his like was well, somebody grabbed his forearm mine looks like somebody grabbed my wrist and held it pretty tight but there's no pain no pain just the marks because he said he was, I think, moving stuff in the ladies' lounge or what have you as well. Correct. I was moving the same thing to the chairs and tables, um, putting things back. So that's why I was backtracking. Did I hit myself? Did I bang myself? But still, if I did, I'd be hurting because it'd be bruises. But it was not, it was no bruise. It was just a mark. So working that day at Greystone, how long before you noticed? That night. That night. Yeah. And that when I got home, I'm like, I'm looking at, I was washing up. I'm going, oh, that's odd. What is this? Marks. I was trying to figure out from that night on to see what it was, how I got it. I still, I still can't explain it, how I got this. But it disappeared by itself. Again, it didn't hurt, no burning. Uh, it was just no pain. No pain at all. Just, just a mark, like a bruise, as somebody grabbed me. So what do you think it was? Honestly, what do you think it was? Something from the Greystone grabbed my wrist. A spirit or something, but it came from Greystone Mansion when I was working. Again, wow. So sorry about the, the sound. It's, yeah. Where was that recorded? Where did you have that the interview? That was at Greystone. Up 
top it by the mansion. Been, could have been, or or down by the the gatehouse. Maybe. Yeah, it was probably gatehouse. Yeah, so 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 loud. Remember, we didn't plan on on ever uh, using these uh, publicly. It was right. just for my right. information to do the book. So, um, but the what he, you know, obviously, what he said was, and I saw he had photographs of it. That that he deleted, so I couldn't use them oh, in the book. Shoot. But but it was a grip right here, and so and then underneath was like probably like this, mm -hmm. and then underneath you had a, a two bruises, and they were like purple bruises, hmm. and all he could remember was moving the stuff in the ladies' lounge, and it, it's pretty fascinating if you think about it. That how can a spirit if, because I said, you know, after another conversation, did you bump into something? You think maybe you're lifting something? He goes, no, I, I never did that. I'm wow, okay. Because it was a, a really like a purple bruise. Um, and he was getting, he didn't really tell you too much on that, on this part, but that he was getting razzed by, by the Chan other, and, and others. Oh. Oh yeah, hey, ghost grabby. Oh, and Chan was laughing at him, saying, "Oh, you always think it's paranormal. You always think it's paranormal." Well, then it turned out that something else happened, and uh, Chan got his. Hmm. Why don't you give it a play? Right. For you? Number Why two. You? Yeah. We have a fog event. While I was there, we were setting up for the event inside the mansion. All the tables and cocktail chairs are in the ladies' lounge closet. During the setup, you know, we have split up the tables and chairs in the courtroom oh, no, I brought uh, melon. library. And there were other red chairs in the other closet. Well, after about an hour and a half of the setup, I went over to the restrooms. So I kind of walked, rinsed my hand off the dirt. And it was a little dirt that covers my uh, forearm closest to the wrists. As I washed that out, I noticed a bruising spot, a thumb-sized bruising. It doesn't hurt. Uh, I didn't notice it was there that early morning or the day before. I just noticed after I washed my hand, there was that bruising. The color was was not pink, but it was not dark purple, but it's more like a like a plum color. Unusual for a bruise, a fresh bruise that I know of. And one of my coworkers, Che, had the same color bruising about a month ago. And he showed you... And he showed me that color, and I saw the bruising. It was thumb size on his arms, on the his forearm by his wrist either. So when I saw my bruising, thought back on his bruising. He says the same bruising. I don't know if this is the same. Uh, what would you say? Uh, not we can't say entity because we don't yes. know. But but maybe the same process took place in order for you yes. to get that bruise that got his bruise. That's correct. Yes. So, but was he up at Greystone at the time when he got the bruise as well? As he recalled, he didn't know what he got it, but he know he, he told me that he was at Greystone also. Do you know if he was in the ladies' lounge? He doesn't recall where, but he knows he was there doing sort of some setup too. Same thing setting Same up for Same thing setting up, yes. Okay. And, um...
did the did the bruise or what looked like a bruise hurt at all? It doesn't hurt. You know, it's not tender. It's just been bothering me. I don't recall bumping my hand or getting my arm pinched anywhere. That bruising is it's more like if you were to bump your hand hard at something. But if it did, I should recall, yes, I bumped hard or something had fallen or I guess wedged between the table or something. I actually felt my arm being that, but nothing. I have felt bruised before on my knees, my arm, but in that size, you, something had to have. Had to be like hard, something like a hard impact that will give you that type of bruising. But even though those type of bruising will become tender and red, but this is more of a sort of a black, red plum kind of look color. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not like a pink or a day old bruising which looks like almost blue and purple but it's not i don't know if it's something called a ghost bruising or you know sort of that it's like there's no explanation there's no explanation for that. for that but it's kind of odd if che has my coworker had that a month ago same arm and he has a bruising which he doesn't know how he got it you know and then i was making fun of him but then now it happened to me at the Greystone Mansion, and I don't know how I even got that bruise. So even he can't explain how he got that bruise. So I don't want to say. I don't want to say. I mean, I mean, th that's pretty crazy. And he had a photo, so Chan had the photo which that we right. actually put in the book. But right. he has the photo of it, and it's it's, it's like a sizable a, bruise. Yeah. yeah, it's two yeah, and a half, like three inches on, on his arm. Mm -hmm. Man, oh man, and. It, with no pain, and and that's that's kind of the key is what he was saying is, it happened overnight, so suddenly he's got a bruise, never felt hitting anything. Right. That's what I talked to Chase. But you talked to him and you asked him if he remembers, like he was doing the tables and the chairs, right? If right. He bumped anything, yeah. or, and he said he yeah. would know if he did that yeah, hard. Yeah, because I I did that with him as well, right? I would always move, and that was part of the thing as being a ranger when we did events. We bring out these, you know, huge tables, eight-foot tables, six-foot tables sometimes, and you would always get slammed on there. You'd knock them and hurt. But so you know when you when you hurt your your, right. your arm or hands or whatever it was, they don't they didn't feel anything, and uh, it, it really looks like a substantial bruise. It looks yeah, it, it looks does. bad because I even when he showed me the photo I went, oh my god, yeah, you didn't feel it. He goes, no. Why did he take a photo? Because he was freaked out. Like, what? What is that? Oh. And 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 I think Che did. I think I told you Che did. But he, I think he got rid of the photos or what have you. But he told me that it was like chance. Yeah. yeah and yeah. and a month apart in the same location. Did Che ever? He saw Che uh, Chan's bruise, right? Che actually saw that. Yes. After oh okay. yes. Did he say that looks like mine or? Yeah. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I don't know how you, you know, justify that. You really can't. If you think about it, and is it is it by a spirit or ghost? You, you know that's why I said you can't say it's an entity. But what else could it be at that location? Yeah, right, right. Don't right. say. Don't say. What is there? Is there more? Do we have another? We one? are moving to the formal dining room. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, Lou's outside the dining room. Ah, this is great. 
this this corroborates another story that we did. I think it was episode two. You remember the story? Luz uh, Rodriguez was outside the terrace cleaning the windows. Remember that? She was cleaning the windows. She looked in. She goes, oh, my God. She saw this guy standing in there, right? Well, this time she's in the dining room. Shall we move forward, please? Oh, sure. Let's do it. Number three. Yep. Again, because, you know, see how everything gets handprints on them. Mm -hmm. So I was wiping down the windows and I was making my way in here. Okay, on the terrace. As I started to walk towards this door, Mm -hmm. he was standing in here just looking out and he was a little bit closer, mm-hmm. but still it was see-through. I could see through through him. And he was wearing the same thing, like a, like black, it, they were like black pants mm-hmm. and a red, a red smoking jacket. And I was just like, okay, Ned, you know, I just, that one like, really scared me. I turned around and I walked back. And then I thought maybe someone was in the house, mm-hmm. but I was like, no. They wouldn't be see-through, you know? Yeah, like I couldn't see his shoes. Um, it was like, it, it was, like he was not fully materialized almost. My mom would tell me, don't be afraid. You know, they're not gonna hurt you if, if you know, be afraid of the living, not the dead. It's a, it's a great comment. It really is. But Mom's let's very be smart. honest. Yes, she's very smart, but she wasn't there with her. Mm. Don't be afraid of the, you know. The, yeah. Easy right. to say when you're not standing in the mansion. I'm telling you, man, and that's the second time for Luz that she saw the same apparition. The, the, yeah, the smoking jacket she saw in the murder room. Is that right? No. Where, no. where was that? Where did she, she in see the it? Grand Hall? Remember, oh, she's out hall. in the terrace. Episode so, two. Yeah, so she's looking and seeing him in the Grand Hall there, right, right outside the card room. Oh, this that's time, right. This time is the the formal dining room. Wow. There's a door at the south end, southwest end, that is leaded glass again, and she's out there cleaning it. And so when you at that door, you can see right into the dining room, and he's standing there. And the great thing is, she says that he was see through. So she goes, so "Who's in the house?" Well, wait, it wouldn't be see through. So uh, she saw. A lot of apparitions, and we'll get into that later. She also saw uh, Lucy, hmm. Mrs. Doheny. Don't give it all away. No, I'm just saying. Do you know, does her mom have the gift? Uh, do you know her? Didn't ask her okay. that. Didn't curious. ask her that. Because I wasn't aware of that until hmm. I started walking her around. And then she was touched and voices came through. And I mean, it, it surprised me. I had no clue. And I've said this before, the amount of people that have worked at Greystone or are still working at Greystone have the gift, have the right. ability to sense, hear, feel, smell, all that stuff, and and lose big time. So she's a ranger, and we have a lot of rangers on the program because they're the ones with access to the mansion. They have the keys. They have to go in there. The public usually doesn't go in unless it's an event mm-hmm. or, or something like that. So the only ones that really go in there were the rangers. Or if I was working an event and I wasn't a ranger, but I was doing logistics or what have you right. inside the house, right. I could have access to it. But other than that, nobody really goes in. So... Uh, for her to to be someone just like Martin. Remember Martin talking about the banging sure. and the people? Sure. Uh, for her to be have to go inside there and she had the the, the sink knobs mm-hmm. turn on her. 
She did she ever tell you that she was really scared? Because she doesn't sound scared at all. Well, she said on this one that that really scared me to yeah. see because he was see through. Then she knew it wasn't wasn't uh, a real. It wasn't yeah. a, a you know person. So yeah. it's kind of like uh, well, not really. But I was going to say like like Chan, um, which we'll get into later. I keep going. Yeah, I that's jump, okay. I'm jumping. I'm sorry. That's so, all right. Sorry. Speaking of jumping, yes, we're going to go right to the breakfast room. Well, okay, we're jumping. Uh, and uh, tell me about Chad. He was a ranger, right? Chad? Chad was a ranger. So Chad was someone that I didn't know. Uh, he was a ranger prior to my being there. So I'm guessing in the 90s. Um, and uh, throughout this whole process, when I started to, to get into to writing all this, um, I just wanted to write down my stories of my tour. Right. Just do that before I left. And then it became, well, I better talk to Steve, Steve Clark, then Dan, and... Juan and and then there other people are saying, well, then you better talk to such and such. Well, who who suggested uh, Chad? I I, I don't I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I can't remember. And but there's there's like Chad Nelson, Brennan Knight. Mm-hmm. There's uh, uh, Liddy and uh, Gregory Gregory Glenn Gregory. Sorry, Glenn Glenn Gregory. All these people just started coming. Samantha Gorman. I mean, they're Ben. Yeah, yeah. So they were turned on to us, which was great. And then they would turn us on to another person. Mm-hmm. And so, and I think Brooke was the one who turned us on to Brennan Knight. Yes. Right? She was. So, so I met, you know, on the phone, talked to Chad and said, hey, it's, and he had several stories mm-hmm. that happened to him. This one happened to be uh, different than most, you know, we've had some stories that are kind of the same apparitions. Oh, you see this and that. This was a different one. This was an odd one. And, this was the this is the uh, uh, breakfast room, right? Yes. Yeah. So this is the breakfast room, and I'm gonna let him tell you the story. But this is really wild. Listen to what what he, what happens yeah, to this him. This is a trip. Yeah. I remember this distinctly. This is like something out of The Shining. <laughs> I opened up, and it was in the morning, and I go downstairs, and I heard like this cocktail party going on. I hear like this this echoey sound of glasses clinking and low conversation and like old timey music playing off towards where the uh, kitchen was and uh and i'm like in the breakfast room in that in that area and like when you go in the door and go down the steps off way off to the left mm-hmm. and i heard this and i'm like what on earth and i thought maybe they're setting up something or there was a crew there but then i didn't see any camera trucks i didn't see any catering trucks i didn't see anything outside so i'm thinking what's going on so i started walking towards it and i noticed as i got closer and closer the sound of it didn't as you would expect get louder it just stayed the same. It didn't get lower or louder. It just stayed the same kind of low, sing-songy, low sound. And I kept getting closer and closer and closer to what I presumed was the source of the sound and, and uh, didn't change. And then when I got to where I believed the sound was coming from, it just <laughs> stopped. Wow. Do you so, remember Do you remember what kind of music it was? Was it old-time music or old current? Time, like 30s, like 30s. Wow. We've heard that as well. We've Other guys have heard the same thing. Okay, okay. Like muffled trumpets, you know, stuff you'd hear from the 30s. That, right. That, that kind of music. Um, that I remember distinctly. I just, I just love this so much. Oh, I wish I could have heard that. Oh, is that the greatest thing? So, yeah, and, and there are other stories that we'll get into down the line that relate to kind of like this, but... Just the, just the fact that th- they're still in there living a life 
in the era in which they lived. Yeah, I that's love what it. That. That's what it appears to be. <laughs> My question to you is: yeah. Do you know? Did they have? Any at the time, did you ask him if they had any event, anything going? I, I know there's, if he's walking in, he's doing the ranger duties and yeah. he's seeing what's going on. Why is there music in there? So there's nothing going on. But you think it would be somebody outside or well, could think it, it be anything like that? Okay, you, you, yes, you can think of it that way. Um, but but as a ranger, you know what events are going on. Yeah. And that's why he says... And expect it. You would yeah. expect uh, he, it. Listen, it was substantial enough... To where he thought uh, the music was loud enough that, where he thought there might be film trucks there, there might be some, there might be an event happening within the home, and the hmm. fact that he gets closer and it doesn't get louder is awesome because that states that it's just it's in the ether of the home, right? And and, right. I, and I've heard that as well with other people uh, that it didn't get louder, it just stayed the same even though I got closer. Um, yeah, that's a tricky one because then it it's kind of surrounding you. Yeah, it, there's no location or right, right distance. Yeah, and, and and also you know for it to be a party, a party atmosphere, and you're saying, well, could it have been somebody outside possibly and all that stuff? Mm-hmm. Well, what are the chances are? Let's say it was outside which I don't think it was, but let's say it was outside. Right. And he gets to the breakfast room and it stops. What are the odds that that would happen? If they're outside, somebody's partying, doing the whole thing outside, hang on, they're doing all that, and suddenly he steps into the breakfast room and it stops? This There's another story we're going to get into, and it's a couple episodes down, kind of the same thing in a way where it just stops and things were happening. Different, uh, obviously, different room, uh, different area. It has to be. It, it, it was down in like the I think it was near the the first floor servants' hall. Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, with uh, Ranger Clark. Oh, Steve. Yeah. So love that but, guy. Yeah. Great and, stories. Yeah, he has great stories. Um, and so, they're not stories. They're well. Listen to you. Well, I'm. What did I, you? Well, you heard this. Did you hear? I what might he just have made said? a mistake there. <laughs> no, there to, to him because he's so credible and so believable and such a straight shooter that this guy, he doesn't make this stuff up. There's no reason for anybody because remember before when you were doing the these when you were going to the people and getting interviews, it was for you to document. They had nobody knew we were doing a book. No. As a matter of fact, we didn't even know at the start that we were doing a book and. Once we did, we didn't tell them. We would just say, well, we don't know what we're going to do, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But it would always be after the interview. I mean, they had no clue. Right. They, they were just going on record yeah. to tell what their experience was about. Yeah, because I, I wanted, because I was planning on leaving just to be a full-time writer, and I wanted to just get those stories that I remembered. And then it became, you know, obviously midway through, it was like, no, I'm going to write a book about this. Right. There's so many right. people coming forward. But like... Uh, Chad is no less credible. I mean, he's like, oh, you know yeah. what I mean? He's, then Steve is what I mean, but he's, this guy, street shooter, I don't know him. Yeah. So uh, he's just telling his story like, oh, you want to hear what happened? Well, here's what happened. I would go in and then it became a theme of everybody that, especially here's another ranger that I would talk to was saying, hey, I had a morning where I went in one time and that's how this started to, the snowball. Right. Um, but there were some that, 
would not go on the record. Yeah. They didn't want to be looked at as a kook. Yeah. If it ever got out. I mean, yeah, a couple it's, of it's, those. And it's really too bad because there was a police officer, I'm not going to say anything, but he had something incredible happen to him, didn't want to talk about it. Um, we had district attorney. District attorney who is still, I'm guessing, yeah, he still is because I looked him up, by the oh, way. Okay. He still is a district okay. attorney. I'm not going to tell you where, but... He wouldn't. He wouldn't talk to us, and he was. He had an event that was unbelievable that happened. And we have uh, some in the book, but um, that we couldn't. Most most went on record, but there were some that wouldn't wouldn't do that. So we, I think, did we have everybody? Did we use everybody's name, or did we have any that would? No, we we use initials and stuff. Well, well, yeah, and, and yeah, yeah. Right. I almost said his name. Yeah, but there there's a police officer that you hear about. Didn't want his name, right? Uh, but he actually was kind enough to to do the interview, and yeah. and the majority of these people move. We'll move on in a second, but the majority of these people that I wanted to talk to, I wanted to get them to Greystone because I wanted them to feel yeah that area again, like the, the like the police officer who's a great guy, love this guy. Um, I got him to come in. And he was having problems right. stepping inside the mansion. It's a whole different gig when they're there. A whole different gig. And he yeah. goes, God, you'll hear it. But And then going down to the basement, mm-mm, man. And after a while, and I don't I don't know if it's in there, but he's like, I got to get out. Yeah. He no, take uh, it. it is. It, I think I remember yeah. building the show. Yeah. I'm not so, sure. So, listen, you get the people in there. <laughs> Brigetta? Mm-hmm. You get the people in there. At, at the location in which they had their paranormal event and their eyes change, their demeanor, their breathing changes. And that's what I want, not to be an evil person. Because you are. Well, let's not go there. But All the, for the show. All for the book. It's Well, for, no, for this show. See, he's mm. all about the book. I'm about this show. I'm about you. So we're mm. going to move on. All right. Because that was Chad. Now there's one other. In the breakfast room, we have uh, Brennan Knight. And he had a problem alarming the mansion. Right, apparently. right. And, and we we talked about Brendan earlier uh, through Brooke. I, I was I was able to contact him, and he once again was a ranger. And who is Brooke? They'd... Brooke uh, Pacone was uh, a woman that was in episode two. Who was in the? Do you remember she was in the grand hall, and she was seeing this apparition outside the west door. The in the white go across. The door. God, that was great. That was a great one. I had her inside the mansion too. Had her. Was she getting nervous when she talked about it? Well, nah, she's pretty. Although, because she holds herself together very well, right. but 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 she was. You could see in her face. You know, she's kind of like yeah. she's a lot of energy, and she's like, but but I remember seeing. No, was it? And I'd ask her questions, and she'd say, "No, Cleet, no," because I remember she yeah. was really into it. Yeah. Um. But Brennan, um. Had several stories, some really cool stories too. He has one up in the attic that's just wild, and this one was like like Chris said, he was, it was a night where he had to alarm and get out, and let, let's just hear what he had to say. That's a good idea. Like I remember standing, ready to lock up, and so everything's closed off. And if it's, I think it's a new alarm system, but back then you had green lights to indicate all zones that were closed and it wouldn't, of course, let you set the alarm until you had the, yeah. the green light. And one of the things that would come off would be uh, the motion sensor in the middle. And, and that's actually um, not uncommon. I'm sorry to do this to you, but there is a motion detector in the grand hall that goes from like 
Is it one end to the other? Yeah. So it's, well, it's not all the way to the end. From what I remember, I think it, it might have been, but from what I remember, it was from, there's a there's an area where it used to have doors that would be the murder room, oh. then the door that we talked about with Brooke. At the up top there, right there, so it's just to the, it's the west end of the hall, and then all the way down, I think it is to the uh, breakfast room, it was a beam like so. That's what he's talking about. That um, the the beam that that shows as a motion detector, so that if anything moved, and, and when it was working, it doesn't work anymore. I don't believe, but when it was working, uh, it would go off. It would definitely go off and capture whatever was moving in between. You'd see that light go bleep, blip. So the green lights were for all the windows, doors. When when that was all alarmed, it would be good. Yeah, yeah. You'd see it. You'd see it on the panel. It okay, would, it would let you. Uh, set the alarm, and the motion detector is simply for if anybody's in there, it, and and where things are moving, it it will state. A lot of times, it will state what area in which things are moving. Which area in the hallway? Uh, no, if it's it's just the grand hall, oh. it'll it'll state like grand hall or basement and all. This oh, is the, the old alarm. Oh, I see. They the had one. more than you, you. You mean the actual alarms or the motion detector? Because the motion detector would there more than one area with the motion detector? I don't it, believe so. I, I think it was, it was just the hall. Just the grand hall, right? And then the other areas were like windows and things yeah. that they go. Oh, it's it's a jar. Right. So there were there were magnets and stuff that would connect on the yeah. windows. So it very let simple, you do but it yeah. was still. Yeah, so that's what he's talking about as far as the motion detector goes in the Grand Hall. Okay. Because whether there's, uh, you know, movie material or some set stuff or a camera dolly or, you know, occasionally they just because of the set design, they would put uh, curtains or something. So it wasn't uncommon to see that flicker. But in this particular case, it, it was being sensitive and it wasn't allowing me to, to lock it. So I went down and it's, it's, if it's, I don't know if they've increased, I'm sure they've increased the technology, but back then it was just a line of sight from one end of the hall to the other. So if you walk down the main door and you can either go down the long hall on the right or the long hall on the left, um, you know, that's a pretty long expanse. And, and there wasn't, there was nothing in, there was nothing like suits of armor or, you know, there was nothing or, or curtains. It wasn't in this particular case, there wasn't anything that I that could do anything to get in the way. So I'm like, okay, whatever. And I would go back up to the panel and it would still blink, right? And so yeah. I'm like, okay. At that point, I'm, once I'm doing, I'm doing the self-speak again. I'm like, okay, whoever this is, I'm trying to write, I got to go home. <laughs> I got school to do. Knock it off, right? I go back down the stairs and by this time everything's out and I've got the flashlight. And that's when I, I definitely saw man, nothing uh, definitive, but clearly uh, a source of, of energy lights, probably the wrong word, but, but something that differentiated itself from the normal background, continually going back and forth from the kitchen to what is uh, like the breakfast area. And, it, it was. It happened for about five minutes where I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't set the alarm. I mean, there was clearly like, like a pacing, or and, and it would just go in one room, and then you'd wait a few minutes. It would turn around and go back to the other one, and I'm just like, come on, really? You know, <laughs> really? Uh, and, and you know, uh, I wasn't you know in any hurry to walk down there and tell them not to do it right but so it, it was fortunate before i felt like i was just gonna you know okay i'm just i'm gonna resolve myself to have to go yell or scream or something it then it sort of went away but, but that one really stood out because 
that was probably the only time I actually, there was always evidence endorsed things, but it was nothing, something that you ever physically saw. It was always not around, but that one was clearly, okay, this is, you know, go get ghost hunters uh, tools and set them up there and you'll see something there, you know, some energy. That's absolutely incredible. Yeah. And, and, and what I love so much about this one is that we also had uh, Lisa Williams, who was a very well-known British psychic, who was awesome. She showed up one night. That should have been in the show, actually. Just yeah, that would show. be good. And, and she she went into the kitchen with the crew. I was there with the crew late night. Um, she walked in there, and she said, Oh, my God, there's a woman in here who is very upset with us because she's working, and she doesn't want us to be in here. And she's going back and forth and back. Like, just like what, what Brandon said, she's going from the kitchen doing her duties and going and, and serving. They're still in that world. They're still. But, but what did Brennan see? It was just, it was just a, a light. Well, he's saying it was like something uh, radiated a light. Now, he, he didn't want to say light or, or, or orb or what have you. But I think in essence, what he was suggesting was something that had. Um, that uh, I don't know what the word is emanated, yeah, light? yeah, emanate perfect, perfect, emanated a light, hmm. a source of energy but, from but it. no shape, no human shape. No, or he anything. said it, 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 he had said before to me that it was like a size of a frisbee, but it wasn't a frisbee, no, it no, was just some not. kind of light that he, d he didn't really know what the, the shape of it specifically was, but Jeez. imagine that so. And he's talking about all. There might be uh, movie equipment in there, and that's what he's talking about. That might let's say let's say I don't. There wasn't air conditioning back then, but let's say let's say wind. There was all the windows are closed, but if something moved, that would cause the yeah. They motion were, he was talking about the curtains, mm -hmm. armor curtains. Yeah, yeah. And it's like in that place, not e curtains didn't even move, and especially if no. they were heavy curtains. Yeah. If they were super light. Yeah. Maybe you had the card room doors open and the windows open, it would move. Yeah. But there was no there was no air movement in that place no. at all. No, which reminds me of another story. We're, we'll hear down the line okay. about curtains that do move. Oh, okay. So it, and what Chris is saying is it's dead in there. All the windows, everything shut. They do have air conditioning now, which does go on sometimes at night. Yeah, but not back then. No, no, not back Nothing. then. Nothing. So it is dead, and here's this thing. I mean, imagine. So you have to go down the 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 alarm is right by the front door just to the left of the front door so you're looking to alarm it and you're going oh something's something's moving or stopping it you go down those steps the grand entry steps to the grand hall he looks left and here he's seeing this thing emanating light back and forth five minutes that's unbelievable i you know Back then, I wish you'd have a camera or your mm. phone then. Back then, you could just kind of video yeah. the, the, this light. It, it's astounding to me. I don't think we had anything else like that, any other story. like That's why I love this so much because there's so many different stories. not the same thing. I saw the guy in the window, you know, the same yeah, thing. Yeah, like right. Well, Dif even that would be interesting if different people saw the same guy in the window. I mean, that's... Uh, that's, well, yeah. But were, it's not the same story. There's yeah. so many. It's so varied. Yeah, it's not an apparition in that same right, window. Right, These are different. Party sounds, bruises... And here he is yeah. seeing this light emanating from, from room to room. I it's love crazy. that, man. I love it. Yeah. 
Well, that's fantastic. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, We're done already. Did huh? we mention at the beginning about the mystery sound? Did we forget that again? Uh, we did. We did. But we're gonna. We're, <laughs> we, we're, we're horrible at this. But we're gonna do a mystery sound. We're gonna do that now, aren't we? Yes, we are. So, so as you know, if you followed us for the other shows. I've done tons of recordings, hundreds of recordings. So I've picked out some of the recordings that I love, and we just do it just for fun at the end of the show, and just so you can hear some of the things. We discuss it and see what it is. And we can talk about it. Yeah. All right. Why don't we do that? All right. Here it is. Okay. So that's. Well, I want to hear that again. Go for it. Now, do you hear how heavy that is? It sounds like it's very bum, solid. Bum. It's very solid. Do Do you know where? You don't remember where the recorder was placed? For yeah, this it's, it's oh, sec- had to be second floor landing. Okay. I, I oh, almost why. every night was there. Oh, very rarely did I, I. I did put it down in the basement sometimes, but that almost sounds. Now, I was when I do these recordings that I mark them down. As sick as I am, I sit there and I listen to it and I go, "Oh, that's a double." So, uh, we had doubles and triples. We're going to mm-hmm. play a triple in a in a show coming up, but. Um, that sounds like a heavy, I don't. Well, it's uh, definitely on, on, not marble. It's on wood. Mm-hmm. Sounds like. Mm-hmm. So it would be second floor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so where, but, and what is that? It sounds heavy. I mean, I've, I've had recordings where it sounds like a cart rolling. Mm. Well, I was like, what, what is going on? And that bomb bomb, um, there are other recordings that sound almost like it's coming from the basement, like <laughs> I don't know what they are. And there's this is a time of night. Uh, too bad we didn't mark down that, but it's always late at night. It's always yeah, no, no, very, I don't. Very I, late. None of these are like five o'clock in the day, and the ranger saying later because it would be maybe somebody outside or the guys cleaning right. up whatever. These are usually like two in the morning. Right, and if you're not familiar with Greystone. It's surrounded by a gate, and there's nobody in the park at night, and they yeah. do, the cops do patrol it and all that, but it's, yeah. it's a huge, it's 13, 12, 13 acres yeah, or whatever Yeah, they, they lock it off. It's 18 acres. Yeah, they, people they, aren't running around no. trying to get in the mansion, and they would... No, and in and, and doing hundreds of recordings, and I've listened to all these, I start to get used to what is what, and I'll go, oh, I know what that is. That's probably Mario taking out the trash, mm, yeah, you know, because yeah, yeah. the, the guys do come late, after right. the park's closed, 10.30 or whatever. And uh, you get to know that and you hear their car, their it's truck. It's pretty go, easy to, yeah. to find that, yeah. Yeah, but but some of these I go, I have not heard that one before. I want to hear it one more time. One more time. Isn't that wild? It's two. It, and it doesn't repeat. It's din, din. Right, right. It's not the same thing you're hitting. It's a different, maybe yeah. two different things. And it's two. Like if it were one, you go, oh, maybe that was, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but, what is it? Yeah, but maybe that was something. But then when you have two, it's like, oh, something moved something yeah. twice. So, yeah, I love it's those, It's pretty man. exciting. I love those, yeah. There's tons of them. I got tons of them. So, If you like the show, yep. make sure you subscribe, like, ring the bell. Uh, if you have any comments, leave them below. We would love to hear some comments yeah, because please. we're always we're always looking at that. And if you have any comments about uh, Greystone, if you've ever had an experience at Greystone, yeah. we really want to hear that. Yeah, please, please. Leave those. Or if you don't feel comfortable leaving them in the notes, then get a hold of us through ghostsofgreystone.com. That's our website, ghostsofgreystone.com. 
and leave uh, send us a note about your experience. If you want to be on on the air at all, if you want to talk about your experience, uh, if it's at Greystone, we we prefer that. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, that would awesome. be cool. And and also, uh, just so you know, there we also we never we don't really do this that much, but we we do have a book that's available. We've, we've forgotten for four shows. Yeah, <laughs> to even mention it. If, if, so here's the deal: we 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 you'll hear salesmen, salesmen. Yeah. We are salesmen. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but but uh, you'll hear. I don't know how many shows we're gonna do. You'll hear these stories from these people, but the book has like eighty-seven different people and eighty-six people. 86 different interviewees and 237 stories. So if you if that if this 520 interests, pages. Wow. If, if this interests you and you want to go, yeah. hey, maybe at night I like to sit and I don't want to see these faces anymore, yeah. you can re- read the book. And, yeah. and if you get it from our site, which is www.ghostofgraystone.com. Yeah. We're going to give you a couple little extras. We'll ship it for free too. Yep. Yep. Just like Amazon ships for free. And we'd love to, and Cleet will sign the book. I will. And uh, do a little inscription for you, too. There you go. And he'll do a personal one if you want. Just yeah. leave it in the... It's in the uh, uh, the form when you when you sign up for the book. And, and what is the next show? Forget all that. What's the next all right. show? The next show is Historic Kitchen. Ooh. And let me tell you something about Historic Kitchen. We're going to talk about voices. Sure. And... Yeah, we are. Uh, the Moving and the Missing... I'm just going to say that. That's all I'm going to say. What are you, mystery tonight? Mystery. The moving and the missing, you'll understand when you hear that. And um, all this being said, it really, to me, it comes down that, that just because you can't see it doesn't mean it isn't there. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. A hundred horses in five freight trains Couldn't drag me into that early grave I've cashed in the mistakes I've made while God rode shotgun from a million miles away I don't wake in sorrow I don't walk in shame I don't deal in hearsay I don't dwell in blame Sometimes it's best to forget what I
hillsides burn Amber and smoke The sheep and the shepherd are lost on different roads Blinded by hate Blinded by hope I don't wake in sorrow I don't walk in shame I don't kneel in hearsay I 